<laughs> we're just going to start. We're recording now, so we're just going to go over. Uh, Tyler wants me to become an Instagram influencer. So yeah, I think it'd be good for Kyle. I think he could really like get people to be happy about you know eating Cheez Its and you know. He could be body positivity influencer, and I think it'd be really good for him. That their body positivity, yeah. We're actually gonna we're gonna go into some some mental stuff today, not like you know mental weird stuff, but some mental health stuff. I'm good at that. Are you good at that? Uh, that's one of my specialties, man. I've got really good mental health. <laughs> you do? What? What? What is that like? I don't know, man. I, I guess it's just from experience as a youth. As a youth. Yeah. I, I, I've worked on that a lot over the years, but uh, it's in a good spot. It's in a good spot. Yeah. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. My, mine's not bad either. I'm just a little, uh, I'm just a little up and down. It's the way I am. It's, it's cool. You know, we're working on it. It is what it is, right? Hey, this, is, this is two weeks straight of podcasts. We're doing good, man. Uh, dude, I have not listened <laughs> to my chemical romance in like two weeks. Just you know that that I want, I want the listeners to know that. I'm, I imagine you just like sitting there going, what's that one song? It's I'm not okay. And you have yes. like, the entire workout. Yeah. Good story. Actually, good story about that song. That was, you're probably a little too young. I'm old enough to remember this, but Back whenever, like, we transitioned from the Nokia phones that were, like, black and white that just had Snake, right? We got these, like, they were still Nokias, but they were flip phones. And you could have you could have a ringtone, and it was the actual song, right? Like, not just, you know, tones of the song, but the actual song. So the first ringtone I ever had, I was 17, was I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance. I can see that, honestly. Like, that, that's a very fitting song for you. Yeah, I mean, look, I've been emo for, you know, half my life. Let's be honest, over half probably at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we got. We we both did some uh, some butt stuff today at the gym. Yeah, I did glutes and hamstrings. We just got that glute drive in, man. That thing's awesome. You need to try oh, it. I saw that. How, how awesome is that? Uh, it's great because, like, dude, my least favorite thing is to set up, like, a uh, hip thrust. Yeah. I think, I think like, it, whenever I see hip thrust on program or I program it for myself, first thing I think is, oh, fuck, I got to set this shit up. And right. it's, it's annoying, man. It's really annoying because you got to pull the bench over and then you got to load the plates on, figure out where it fits well. And then you got to you, you find, like, a hip thrust pad or you're going to be crushing your pelvis. So that kind of just eliminates all that and makes it comfortable. And I can just load some plates up on there and really get it done. Uh, mostly we got it for Laura. So she can beat the Brazilian girls, but Laura, look, we're going to get to the point where Laura looks like a Brazilian girl and you're going to have to give her a Brazilian name. Have you thought of that yet? Uh, something like a bambi or uh bambi is that a brazilian name that's a that's a deer that i think it's mom got shot in a movie actually bambi or cootie i, I think cootie would be good like not, i like cootie that's cool ti so they think it's cutie but it's like cootie that's big time i like that yeah. okay well shout out to, to, to laura aka cutie that's who you are now <laughs> she's gonna be like what what stop talking about me guys yeah she's gonna embarrass red right in the face and she's like oh man <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we give her a shout out every week, so you're welcome, Laura. You're welcome again. Yeah, that's like our whole weekend uh, was spent making uh, content, and uh, her brother's a videographer and does like, uh, you know, pictures, videography, stuff like that. So he he's making us some really cool videos where like it's gonna mm -hmm. show more about what we do. 
That's cool. But we spent the entire weekend doing that. It was just literally just video after video after video. So kind of exciting, but but it gets to show off a lot of Alora's personality now because I don't think a lot of people really know her. So I yeah. think it's really cool to to so people can actually see that she's she's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're both super cool. Like I, that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast. We kind of wanted to like get ourselves out there and like. Um, it's easy for me to kind of show my personality on Instagram. I don't know. It's just the way I've always been. I'm kind of a, kind of a camera whore. I'm not going to lie. Um, but Tyler, you know, Tyler's hilarious. He's a cool dude. And you know, that's why we're here. You're welcome guys. You're welcome for our presence. So we got a lot of cool questions this week too. Uh, we had a lot of people reach out and I know you did too. So we got, we got like six good topics today. Uh, So do you want you want to hit the ground running with this, Kyle? Which one do you want to talk about first? Yeah, dude, we'll go straight into. Let's start a little light. We'll start with the bodybuilding on a budget question. We'll, we'll get into uh, the mental stuff a little later. So, I don't know about you, Kyle, but I, I started a lot of this when I was, like, I started getting serious about this my first year of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course I didn't have much money. I had like a, a meal plan through Murray State University. It was my first year of college. And they had like a dining hall. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, crushing the dining hall. And my, my, you know, of course, I had a little bit of money saved up, and my parents would give me a little bit of money to buy like other foods. But the gist of what I had in my dorm room was a microwave, yeah, and a refrigerator. So cooking food wasn't really a thing. Um, so I kind of had to be a bodybuilder in weird ways. Yeah. Uh, which mostly consisted of me stealing chicken breasts from the dining room and hoarding them in large boxes. Um, <laughs> you put, see, I, I put them in my pockets. I would wear like big hoodies with like that pouch, you know, in the front. I'd just yeah. stuff them in the pouch. So we weren't allowed to take food out unless you had like a styrofoam box. You're only allowed to like take food out twice a week, I think was like the rule. Uh-huh. So what I would do is I would go in there, but you could get like unlimited meals. So uh, I would go get a sandwich. And I would get a bag of chips, but I wouldn't eat the chips. And I would just dump out the chips onto a thing, and I shoved as many chicken breasts as I could <laughs> out of the bag. Hey, that's small. I never thought, never thought about that. That's intelligent. And then I'd have chicken breasts in a bag, and I'd put them in my fridge, and that's what I would, you know, I'd have chicken breasts for the next day. So I would do that every day. <laughs> so basically, Tyler is telling you guys, if you're in college, just get like a full-size Lay's bag smuggle it into your dining hall and just stuff it with like 15 chicken breasts. Yeah. You had to steal, man. That was the thing. Like I'd bring my own gallon jug and I'd fill it with milk. Yeah. Like, all right, well I need, you know, skim milk for the week. And I would just be like, all right, let's go ahead and go to the thing. And all of a sudden no one else would have any milk, but you know what? I had my gallon. <laughs> well, who needed it more? You did. They didn't need it. You needed it for the games. Yeah. I, I had to grow, man. That was the thing. And I, I remember, uh, actually it's kind of funny. There's this video that popped up from nine years ago. And my college roommate was named Martise Allen. Shout out Martise. He's like, he's 350 pounds, had dreads. Uh, we actually dressed like Robin Big one time, if you know Robin Big. <laughs> That's who we were for for Halloween. So it was like me, like five, four white boy and a six foot three black man with dreads. That's awesome. And that we like became best friends though. But um, we lived in this dorm room together and all this motherfucker would do all day was eat. So I learned how to eat. Uh, um, like he would be like, You're gonna be small forever. Tell me stuff like that. And I'd be like, All right, bet then Martise, like, let's see it. So you know, like I would eat almonds in between each meal to grow. Like yeah. 
I did everything I could. Like I'd have a banana and some almonds between every single meal. That was what I did. And yep. it helped me grow. But we need to talk about how to go ahead and set a budget plan of what you can simply do if you're in school or if you just don't have much money. Because uh, yeah. I've been there. I know oh, you've been there. I've yeah. been there during my 20s and early 30s, for God's sakes. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough out there. And so what are some things you did? Well, I, I was pretty quick. It's, I'm a little different. So I'm not telling you guys to do this. I have been blessed with an incinerator metabolism. So when I started, I was also in college, kind of like you. And I, I was at UK for my first semester of college. Um, same thing you did, stuffing chicken breasts and burger patties in my pockets. We weren't allowed to bring anything like styrofoam, nothing in and take it out. So we, I had to literally steal from the dining hall to get my gains in. Um, and I, I wasn't like... I, back then, we had like the bodybuilding.com message boards. Um, there weren't really like social media was there, but it was like MySpace and like the beginning of Facebook. Um, so there wasn't really an online bodybuilding community aside from the bodybuilding.com boards. Um, so that's kind of where I went for my my advice, which wasn't always a good idea at the time, honestly. Um, but I this is ridiculous. I hammered down McDonald's when I started, which is stupid. And I'm not telling you guys to do that. But if you're a heart, you know, a hard gainer, if you're a skinnier guy and you got a little money, you can afford it. A good way to kind of start your gains and get some weight on is to just go and just crush Big Macs. Um, again, I'm not telling everyone to do this. <laughs> if you're a skinny guy or a skinny girl and you kind of want to start the, the weight gain journey, that's just an option you may have. Now, I went off topic there, but that's just something I'm proud of. I started my 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 mass gaining with Big Macs back in the day. Um, but what I would suggest anyone do, obviously, you know, you're going to have to separate your macros before you start. So you're going to have your food groups that are going to give you protein, carbs, and fats. Obviously, you're going to have things like salmon that are a mixture of protein and fats, um, but salmon's a little costly. So I don't want to go there. What I suggest any young bodybuilder or even an older guy or girl who just wants to save money, literally go to the grocery store or even get online. Like you can get online and get on like click list on Kroger or anything. You can see what everything costs right now. Um, what do you need? You need protein. What's the cheapest way to get protein in? My opinion, it's just chicken. Chicken's cheap. Um, you can... And it depends if you're in a city or in a town. A lot of cities, you can go to Kroger in the morning and you can get meat that's about to go bad. Um, and you can cook it immediately and then you're fine. That's what I used to do. And I still do that to this day sometimes. Um, you can save 50% on chicken breasts if you do that. That is, that's, not, that's my number one thing. Like if you can have your costs at any point with your food, you're, you're doing well. So A- Go early, get your chicken breast, get your get your meats on sale if you possibly can. That's a way to save money. Um, and another thing, a lot of guys now, and I'm I'm guilty of this, you can go to Sam's Club and you can get that frozen chicken, you know, like the frozen chicken in a bag. Um, is it as good as the fresh chicken? No. But if you're in a bind and you can't really afford the fresh chicken, it's fine. Um, defrost it, cook it like you would any other chicken. It's solid. So... 
those are kind of those are that's what I would do if I you know was trying to budget protein. Um, I do egg whites; they don't digest as well as your chicken, obviously, but they're a cheap, effective way to get it in. Um, and then protein powder. Let's talk about that real fast. You do not have to buy designer protein. You don't have to do it, guys. Like Ghost is great. Um, Ghost isolate protein is going to run you forty bucks for twenty five servings versus something like Optimum that's thirty bucks for twenty five servings. They're negligible, honestly. Like Ghost is not that much better. So when you're looking at protein, go for a quality brand, but you know don't go for something that's 40 bucks, you know, for 25 servings, which winds up being a dollar 25 a serving. Like you can get away with stuff for a dollar a serving, in my opinion, with protein. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like back when I worked at the supplement store, like there were some super expensive protein powders, but you know, people come in cause they knew what sent six was, or they knew what uh, optimum was, but my job as a supplement, you know, a supplement store employee was to try to kind of convince them to to get something that was a little more cost effective but also made the store more money which often is something with like 75 servings for 50 bucks right uh which which is very affordable like i always tell my clients get diametized iso 100 and you can actually get that i think at like costco or sam's club now yeah cheap. and you can get like a 75 serving one for about 40 to 50 bucks uh, which last quite a while. It's in like a big bag or they have like the giant tubs of them. But uh, with supplements, that should always be your last thing, man. I always tell people food first, mm -hmm. then diet and training, you know, diet and training and then supplements. Yeah. So uh, as far as food, in my opinion, though, like what I used to do is, of course, like I would just buy chicken breasts and whole eggs. Right. And that was my protein source. And if I had the extra money which normally I was lucky to have like a little bit extra or I could afford some protein. Protein would be my third choice. I'd buy some whey isolate or whey concentrate. Uh, and I would do those as my protein sources. That was mm -hmm. it. Right. And then carbs, I would buy a big thing of oats and a big thing of rice, cheapest rice I could find. And I had a rice cooker. I had like a $10 rice cooker from Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I would use that. Or I'd get some pasta noodles. Pasta is extremely cheap. And it's a lot of carbs and actually even has a decent amount of protein in it as well. So I actually was able to use a lot less chicken breast when I was eating uh, pasta. And then for fats, I would simply just use some uh, peanut butter or some extra virgin olive oil. Both are super cheap and they last forever. Yeah. Uh, and, and and honestly, I'll I'll say this. It's funny you you just you named all those things. Um, that's I that's kind of still what I do. I swap. It's, it's still what I do. Like I swap uh, cream of rice for oats. Other than that, what you just said, still you know I'm not in poverty right now like I was when I was 19 years old in college. But you know that's familiar to me. It's easy to cook. My body likes all of that, um, and I still use most of that. Like we're not. I'm not out there buying expensive farm, you know, farm fresh salmon. I'm not doing that. None of a lot of good bodybuilders. We eat the same things over and over again. And usually like, you know, even if you're not a poor college student, you still want to be on a budget because you don't want to be spending an exorbitant amount of money on food when you don't have to. Um, because this sport is expensive. Life is expensive. And it's just easier to stick to those basics for me, at least.
I think it's easier to stick with them anyway. Like now that I'm in a more comfortable spot, like financially, like I'll treat myself to some flank steak now, you know, I'll treat myself yeah. to some 26 or beef, but that's only because I can afford it. And if I was struggling with money, you know, I would simply, you know, get chicken breast and add some extra virgin olive oil. Like, right. yeah, it's going to be the same as far as macronutrients and it's cheaper and more cost effective. I will uh, add, I'm big into everybody who knows me knows I'm big into sourdough English muffins. Um, shout out, they're so cheap. Yeah. Shout out to oh. Bartley Weaver. Bartley got me those sourdough swole. Um, digest really well too. Cause they're not, you know, yeah. they're not gluten. Yeah, exactly. They're an amazing carb source and they're cheap. And even, you know, kind of like the meat, sometimes you can go early and you can get the stuff that's going to go out of date in a day or two. And you can get that stuff for like a sleeve, which is six, you can get it for like 88 cents. Yeah. Um, then just freeze it, just freeze it and suspend it in time and you're good. So like there's always, you know, people will, who don't know about the sport will always say, well, eating healthy is so expensive. It's not. Um, it's boring for the most part, but it's not expensive, guys. Um, if you're using that, if you're saying that, that's kind of an excuse to me. Um, it's inexpensive, but it's boring. Yeah. So here's what I would say. And this is going to be some valuable information right here. If you are a bodybuilder and you are trying to gain weight and you don't have much money, like this is what you could do with probably 50 bucks or less a week. Uh, buy a big thing of oats, just the quick oats. You can get the off brand. Doesn't matter. They're the same damn thing. Get the off brand. Um, so meal one, I would get some oats, bananas, and uh, get a cheap way isolate. You know, one scoop of oats or, or to a cup of oats, a scoop of whey isolate, a banana, and do like two whole eggs. There's a meal. Yep. Meal two through five. It's boring. It works. Do like seven ounces of cooked chicken breast or even chicken thighs if you're real broke. And some rice, like a cup and a half of rice. Bam. And if you do the chicken thighs, don't add the oil. If you do the chicken breast, Add like a tablespoon or teaspoon of uh, extra virgin olive oil, depending on how much weight you're trying to gain, how hard of a gainer you are. Last meal, do a scoop away isolate and do like four whole eggs. There's a diet. That's it. See how that works? Yep. And literally, if you're growing, keep it at that. If not, add some more. Add some, some whole eggs. Add some, get some natty peanut butter. That's pretty cheap. But, Even just normal peanut go. butter. Add some peanut butter to meal one and then add some peanut butter to your last meal. Bam. Oh, you can keep growing. That's and a then diet. If you start slowing down or anything like that, add some more rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and again, that's exactly, that's what you're going to tell somebody who's in their thirties who may be better off financially. Yeah. Say, it's the same. It's literally the same principle, but like you said, you can treat yourself once in a while. Um, if you don't like rice. Buy some pasta and use some meat sauce. Your meat sauce is money, dude. It's I, like it's so easy to eat. But if you're trying to grow and you don't have much money, like I like one of the questions as a coach is I put in my client questionnaire, what is your weekly budget for food? Yeah. And I literally work around. Some people will be like, I got 40 bucks a week for food. And I'm like, gotcha, bro. Some people will be like unlimited. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be some legit shit. Like, oh, I'll start adding some salmon. We got some flake steak in there. Yeah. But you tell me 50 bucks, I'm going to work around that. So, yeah. like, uh, do you remember those animal pack videos, actually, that they were oh. building on a budget? 
I used to always watch those. Yeah. If, if anybody's listening to this podcast, so valuable of information. That's what I used when I was younger. Yep. And it gave me so many ideas. Like they would have like a Evan Sinapani on there, Frank McGrath, um, you know, people like that, that like are pretty well known and they were around like 12, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and they would make them go through a grocery store and they would literally choose what they, they would give them 50 bucks or like a hundred bucks. And they'd be like, all right, set up a diet with this. Yep. Super valuable videos to watch. And, and they got it done. Know about them. They got it done as, you know, those guys in their off seasons are pushing 300 pounds and they still got it done. Um, and most of you guys who are in college or younger or on a budget, you're not pushing 300 pounds. So you're still in your one nineties, pushing 200. And you know, it's easy. Like I had friends when I first started college and they were 200 pounds and they got to 220 and they didn't have any money and they got to 230 and they still didn't have any money. And now I got friends that are 260 and they finally have a career, but it's like, you got to start somewhere. Um, and not everybody has money. I still shop pretty cheap for food because I know the basics work. Right. Uh, like I was saying, like I will occasionally treat myself to some flank steak, but other than that, it's chicken rice. I can buy egg whites now, but I used to sit there and crack every fucking whole egg. Mm-hmm. And the thing where you, you flip the egg back and forth to get the yeah. egg out. It, uh, you know, it was harder, <laughs> but it was cheaper. But now when you bust those egg whites open, you're like, I know what it's like to be in poverty and have to really go for these whites. I've been there. I start. I started in my one bedroom apartment, man. So I know exactly what it's like. And I was trying to body build. Yeah. And that's and like we've said, guys, if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. Um, and if that means you have to make other sacrifices, maybe maybe you don't go out on Friday night with your bros once a month save save your money how much you're spending going out drinking alcohol doing whatever that's a huge thing i mentioned to even anybody trying to start a diet at all man it's like imagine how much money you're going to save because first of all you're not going out and partying every weekend yep. you're not spending 40 dollars every friday and saturday night at the bar uh you're not going out to eat fast food once a day mm-hmm. i mean chipotle costs 10 bucks a day sometimes and people are like, I'm going to Chipotle every day. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's an extra 70 bucks that you could have spent on some groceries. Yeah. That's even crazier now because people are door dashing. Do you know how much it costs to door dash a five guy? Yeah, no, bro. We got we got door dash last night for some uh dairy queen. And I think it costs like 45 bucks. Yeah, like just buy a yacht <laughs> instead. Like ice creams, like bl- four blizzards. It's like what? Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, like you know, yeah, again, no excuses, guys. Just get into it. So I think that's a good, yeah, that's good there. Let's 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 go into the second, or and this is a good one. I like this one. Um, we're gonna we're gonna touch on the taboo subject here of anabolics. Oh man. Oh god, terrifying. We're gonna go into when to start anabolics. Now this is a pretty. This is obviously gonna be different for everyone. Um. It's going to depend on what your goals are. Um, I'll go ahead. I'm going to have, I'm going to yield to you for most of this because you know more about this than I do. Um, What I tell people who ask me, first of all, are you a teenager? If you are a teenager, the answer I give is always no. Um, I don't care what your goals are. I don't care if you think you're going to be a pro bodybuilder. It's no, it's a hard no for me. If you are a teenager, Um, when I get guys who are, 
20 to 23 who ask me, that's when I kind of get into, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to be? What I always tell a guy that age is wait till your mid twenties and see if you really want to be, you know, a pro or a professional athlete in any capacity whatsoever. Because by the time you're in your mid twenties, you kind of know, like, this is something I want to do. Um, because it's not using PEDs of any type is not like something you just need to be. It's not a rash decision you make. Um, you need to think about it. You need to weigh, you know, the consequences versus the positives, the pros versus the cons. Um, I lost you. Did you lose me? Yeah. What, what's the last thing you heard? Um, I think you need to think about, and then that was the last thing I heard. I think you need to think about. Okay, so, yeah, you didn't lose much. I just – you need to think about the pros versus the cons. Um, what I tell people, and I'm a pretty – I'm pretty – permissive when it comes to any type of drug with people. My thing is, I don't really care what you do with your own body as long as you're not hurting someone else. Um, but with something like this, I'm very, I wouldn't do any of this if I didn't want to be a professional bodybuilder. Um, that's where I stand with it. There are a lot of guys who use it recreationally just because they like it. And that's cool too. Um, but my advice to anyone is, you know, know where you want to be in this sport or another sport and just understand the consequences that you are yeah. undertaking. Like, um, so are you still there? Yeah. I got you. You're good. Tyler. You good? you there yeah i'm back okay yeah okay so my thoughts on this is first of all like i don't know what age you started but i started in my opinion way too young uh i had guys at the gym and i worked at the supplement store and they were kind of telling me like oh you know that's what everybody's doing right and if you want to go anywhere in the sport you got to do it so i started at 21 which I look back now and I do not let many people, if they come to me, start at that age. Yeah. Um, I would normally, I, I probably could have grown another two or three years naturally and been fine. Yeah. But a lot of people want the, the quick fix. And I ask the same questions to people. I'm like, what are your goals with this? How far do you want to go? Do you know the repercussions? And I mentioned the repercussions. Um, but then I also realized with a lot of people, man, is if they want to do it, they're going to do it anyway. Uh -huh. uh, and it's unfortunate because I've had a lot of kids and they're, you know, 18, 19 years old and they get a friend that's older than them. And their friend's like, well, you got to do this or you're, you're not going to grow. And I'm like, and I, I'll try to tell people how to do it the right way. But then they, they got their buddy that just gets some stuff and all of a sudden they're on way too much and they uh -huh. got issues arising. And I'm like, God. Yeah. So more or less, I try to get people these days to do it correctly if they're interested. Um, I don't recommend personally starting until you're 22 or 23. Right. Um, I think that's the earliest you should start. Like I said, I started a little too young. I probably had another few years of growth in me. Um, I had a lot more to learn. And 
I was lucky enough, though, to have somebody that was intelligent to tell me correct things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot, a lot of people have that. I'll have young kids come to me and it'll be, you know, I have the question, like, have you ever ran out of bollocks? What are you currently running? Where are your past cycles? And it'll be insane. And I'm like, who told you to do this? Like, where did you get this information from? And it's always like some 30 year old guy at the gym who's never competed, who has heart problems, who looks horrible and they're like you need to run a grandma test and this and i'm like goodness but and you know with me i i'm prescribed testosterone now i accept that like i will always be prescribed testosterone like i have to have it to function right and that's something you have to think about deeply before you ever get into this do you want to have to inject yourself you know at once a week for the rest of your life yeah and I'm I'm personally okay with that. Uh, I've accepted that fact. I, I know that I will be able to still have kids and things like that. There's ways to do that. Um, and overall, I'm healthy. Uh, so my biggest thing is before you ever start anabolics, you should get blood work done. Uh, 100%. I don't care how old you are. If you're planning on doing it, go get your blood work done. It might tell you something like you could see like, oh, my test levels are 800. You don't need to run anything. Yeah. Um, But your test levels could be 250 and it may be necessary for you to get the results you want. Right. Uh, So that's the first step I would take no matter what age you are. And then get with somebody that's educated that actually coaches people or has done it and ask the recommendations but make sure you can trust them because like I've had people screenshot me what people have told them to do and it's insane. Like I'm like, Oh, that's all wrong. That's going to destroy your hormones. Like you're going to have no libido, no sex drive. Like, so be careful. Be very, and that's, that's the best advice is if you're going to take advice from someone, make sure they're educated on the matter. Um, because I I have like kind of a, a moral quandary with this sort of thing because I'm like you. I know that if a 20 or 21 year old kid's asking me and he has access to it, doesn't matter what I say. If he wants to do it, he's going to do it. Um, and it's just all I can do as a, an older, more experienced guy is just lay out the, the, the pros and the cons. But it's with anything else in bodybuilding – Patience is key here. And if you have an addictive personality, um, it's very difficult to get on and then say, well, it's time to get off now. A lot of guys don't do that Um, and they just stay on. And then two years into a blast, you know, they've developed boobs. They've developed insanely high estrogen and their internal systems are all out of whack. And then they're asking me, hey, man, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? And I'm like, well, how long have you been running this? What have you been doing? And then they send me like, kind of like you just in an insane cycle that they've been running for two and a half years. And I'm like, you can't do that. You can't do it. Dude, that's the thing is I think a lot of people are always surprised when they get with me. And you know, I've got guys that are 260, 280, pushing 300 pounds and that people think like, I'm going to tell them to use a lot of shit. And I don't. Mm-hmm. I right. don't at all. Like, that's the thing. Like I, I'm very moderate. Like I know what pros are using like it's not as much as you would think no nope no so it's a lot of food i'll tell you that but Mm -hmm. that that's where if your diet and training are not where they need to be 
you shouldn't be touching this stuff at all. Nope. Like, so a lot of people think like, oh, people and they'll, they'll tell me all the stuff they're using. I'm like, what's your diet like? And there's, there's no diet. Or I'm like, what's your training like? They have no, no training plan at all. They just kind of go in the gym. And I'm like, then why are you skipping to that as your solution? Like you're doing it all backwards. Yep. So in order to start those ever, I would say make sure your diet's in check and make sure it's been in check for at least three months, like three months. And you need to be consistent with that weekly for at least three months. I would make sure that you are training in a progressive overload for at least three months. And then at that point, when you've got all those variables under control, maybe look into it. Yeah. But until then, it's like, it's something you shouldn't touch. Like I, I had a kid that came to me for coaching and he went to another coach before and he had done a competition. And I mean, he was on so much stuff, man. First thing I said was like, we're going to have to come off all that and you're going to have to get blood work done. Mm. Well, when it came time to get the blood work done, I hear from his buddy like, oh, he never came off any of that. <laughs> and he was like, tell me like, oh, I went and got my blood work done. And it was all fine. And I'm like, well, let me see it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know and he didn't let me see it leaves for coaching never comes back and i'm like all right well i dodged a bullet on that one that's yeah. fine with me like and that's something you need to think about if you're a younger kid or you're a younger guy and you're thinking about it um if you screw that up you're only gonna put yourself behind the eight ball so to speak and somebody's gonna have to fix you um before you can get back to where you can start that again so don't just dive into it because if you dive into it and you're not ready, you're going to set yourself back, which is something that you just don't want to do. Yeah. You can get structural issues. You can get sick. And like I, my, my favorite saying is you can't bodybuild if you were sick or dead. True. Completely true. You can't train if you're sick or dead. You can't. So if you love this stuff, you're going to have to move in a slow linear pattern, Yeah, which could have some plateaus in between, but people want to go and like straight up the hill. Right. Want to go like zero to a hundred real quick with this stuff. And that's often you're going to, you're going to have heart, heart issues, uh, kidney issues. There's people, I know so many even pros or people that could have been pro that have had kidney failure and no longer can even compete. They're on dialysis. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's people that are popular pros that coach still. Mm. And, to me, I'm like, I would not want to go to somebody that almost died. No, but no, <laughs> like, I'm with you. No, yeah. but yeah. And we're going to go into something else, but we'll sag into this with, and I'll just say this. Um, there's that kind of myth out there that when you run PEDs, it kind of changes your personality a little bit. Um, I, I'm not a big proponent of that. I don't agree. Um, but we're going to go into some mental health stuff. And if you do already have mental health issues, um, PEDs can kind of amplify those issues to an extent, um, especially when you're running the harsher stuff closer to shows. Um, so that's also something that you do need to think about and you need to be honest with yourself about. Yeah, like I think a lot of people will, will use PEDs as an excuse too. Yeah. Like the, they'll say like, well, I, I'm a moody because of that. Or like other people will think it's like that. It's like, if you're, you're an asshole before you take them, you're going to be an amplified asshole. Right. But I consider myself a pretty calm person and it does not affect me really at all. Right. Um, I mean, deep in prep, 
I'm low calorie and stuff like that. I may be a little bit more short with people and I don't want to talk to them, but uh, I'm never blame that. It's, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, in me, I'm, I'm the same. Like I'm a little more aware. I'm a very self-aware person just normally um, when I'm deep in prep, I'm aware of my, uh, my emotions, my thoughts. I think before I speak, um, that kind of helps me because I'm not as chill as you are definitely. Um, but I know when it's time to buckle down and try to be chill. Um, so yeah, again, don't basically to, to touch this up, kids, kiddos, don't start if you're a teen and don't take bad advice from people who don't care about you. Hire a good coach. Um, and really think about what you're getting yourself into. You want, you got anything yeah. to add to that? Yeah. Think of the long-term consequences. Like I said, man, it, it, it's very important to think about because in the now, when you first start this, when you're, you know, if you're thinking about starting when you're 20 years old, you don't think about 10 years down the road. <laughs> and, you know, some people, some things change. Like to some people, this is just a phase. Uh, you may not, you know how many people I've seen fall out and don't even work out anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> used to take a bunch of gear and now they're just like they go fishing <laughs> and that's all they do or they go hunting and it's like you got to think about that it's like is this something you really want to live with doing the rest of your life yeah yeah far-ranging repercussions so I, we're going to go into this the little this is kind of a two-parter um this is about self-image and how coaches should work with athletes who do have mental health issues. Um, so this is something that's, that's big with me. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm honest with you guys. I I've had, you know, major depressive disorder since I was 17 years old. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's just something that a lot of us live with. Um, it, it doesn't make life, you know, better or worse. It's just kind of like, uh, it's like a passenger you always have with you. Um, that sounds insane to say, but that's the easiest way to kind of get it to people who don't understand. Um, but, you know, when I got started lifting, I was 19. Um, and when I started lifting, I realized pretty quickly that it was a way for me uh, to deal with some of my issues, um, to kind of uh, turn my problems into a positive thing and kind of weaponize my you know, depression as something positive. Um, and I still, to this day, like, you know, when I go to the gym, that is usually the happiest part of my day. Um, if I'm having a rough day. I go in, I kill it and, and, and the dopamine hits baby. Um, so there are a lot of us that do gravitate towards this industry because it makes us feel good. Um, and even, you know, runners, the runners high, everybody's heard of that. Same thing with the weight, weight room. Like you get that high, uh, when you're in there. So, um, first of all, and then I'll kind of, I'll, I'll throw this to you because you're the coach. Um, if you are an athlete and you do have mental health issues, you need to be honest with your coach about those issues. If he or she's a good coach, they're going to really want to know about that. They're going to understand. Um, if you go to a coach who doesn't understand that or kind of laughs you off because of that, go to a different coach. Um, because if you don't have what's happening in your mind, if you don't have that, you know, kind of under control, your body's not going to go anywhere. Yep. I agree. Uh, so 
as a coach, one of the main things that I do is like, I, I like people to be very, communication's always open. That's the most important thing. Like I can only help you if you tell me yeah. things. And I always mention that, like, I can't help if I don't know. So all my clients know they can reach out to me and tell me about things. And um, one thing I've done is I actually have a, a Built by Bedson team therapist. That's awesome. Who, who, uh, he gives discounted rates to all Built by Bedson clients, which is super nice because I've sent, I think, I've sent about 10 people to him and they, they've all been very happy and uh, they'll, they'll stay as a client and they'll get better at what they do. But I will also have some people where I'm like, you know, I'll send them to a therapist, but I tell them, I think maybe you should stop for a little while. Yeah. And I understand that that means that I'm no longer going to be their coach for that time period. But mentally for them, like some people are just not in a good spot to follow a diet or live this kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Um, it, it can it can have some negative effects on your mindset and your ability to live. Yeah. Um, so you really need to, to think about that and be open with it. Cause if you don't tell anybody these issues and you keep trying to go into them and live and try to do this, it can get you into a really deep hole that you may never be able to get out of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, and, and when you do have issues like this, before you can be honest with someone else, you have to be honest with yourself. Um, I'm, I'm definitely not a therapist. So I've got some extensive experience with this sort of thing, but, um, kind of what you said, like, you know, I sometimes I'll tell people like, use your emotion, weaponize it in the gym, use it to fucking kill weights. Um, and that's not that's not actually a good thing to do. <laughs> um, you shouldn't be in there lifting with uh, weaponized rage from sadness. You need controlled rage, because if you do the, the former, you might hurt yourself. Um, it's just an insane thing to do. But um, I think the most important thing with mental health has always been to be a honest with yourself about it um, and be aware of it. Um, you can go to all the therapy in the world. You can, you know, go take all the form pharmaceuticals in the world. Um, but in order to live with this and be okay with it, you got to be honest with yourself and you have to always be aware of it. Um, again, I'm not a therapist. I'm not giving therapist advice here, but you can bodybuild with mental health issues. Um, you know, I, I'm proof of that. Um, I have shitty days. I mean, obviously we all do. Um, but the sport to me, it, it helps me. Um, it's cathartic to me. All of it's cathartic to me. Um, you know, I've met a lot of really fucking cool people through this sport. Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get choked up now, but like this sport gives me a sense of belonging. Um, so, but that's, that's something, that's something that a lot of people with mental health issues don't have. Like a lot of people like me, we feel alone or we feel like we don't fit in. Um, but to me, that's the good thing about bodybuilding. Like I've met so many cool people. You're one of them. So many cool people since I started seriously with this two years ago. Um, and you guys have helped me immensely. Like I have friends I talk to every day now that I met through bodybuilding. Um, and you guys have helped me through a lot of serious shit, um, whether you know about it or not. So shout out to all you guys. But that's something else that is, that's why I believe so much in bodybuilding. Like it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood. And 
like we're in this shit together. Last week we kind of went into like have integrity, be cool to everybody in this industry because it's such yeah. a small niche industry. And another thing is, guys, it's easy to give people shit on Instagram, but you don't know where that person might be mentally. Um, I'm okay. Like if somebody gives me shit on Instagram, you know, a fake profile or whatever, like, oh, your quads aren't very big. I don't care. It's whatever. Um, but some people are really affected by that. Um, don't do that. Don't just don't do that. Be cool. No, I, I've made it a point to go through and like even people that aren't my clients and stuff that go to different coaches, you know, I'll give them some words of encouragement and stuff that on their posts. Yeah. Because uh, everybody looks good, man. Like, you know, uh, there's other coaches around here like Steve Weingarten has a lot of clients. You know, I'll comment on their his pictures of his clients and be like, man, you guys are doing great. You know, and, you know, what you're going to realize about this sport is it's getting into something where you're never going to be good enough. Yep. Yep. And it sucks, man. You know, I started this stuff out when I was 98 pounds skinny kid, and that's still how I view myself. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always going to view myself. I'm. I. I feel like I look in the mirror, and I'm like, man, I look really small. But yep, <laughs> you know? I'm the same way. I I did hamstrings today, and I was just smoking like 365 stiff leg deads, and I and I rack. That's that's a lot for me, and I rack it, and I I you know I'm looking at my hands in the mirror, and I'm like, fuck, dude, you're so small. But like, but you're not. I'm not. Come on. Do you know how like good it is though when you hear somebody like like I'll, I'll have I don't nobody really sees me anymore first of all like I stay at home so I'll have somebody come over to train with me and they're like damn dude you're looking big and I'm like thanks man I'm like I've been working so damn hard and I don't have that you know I don't have that compliment thing anymore like I don't go to the gym and see yeah. people so yeah I know those are genuine statements because these people haven't seen me in you know four or five weeks and it's like holy shit but you don't know how far because like people think a lot of us are very like narcissistic and we don't really, you know, want to talk to people or we're going to be assholes. But honestly, the bodybuilding community are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. I've never judged somebody in the gym. I've always answered questions or wanted been available to help. But honestly, like, I don't think I look good. No, none of us do. Yeah. Fuck. yeah so like, I, you don't trust me. I'm not an asshole and I've never thought I'm better than anyone. But body self-image, it's like, you know, people with the gym and they're like, oh, man, people are going to make fun of me because I'm just starting and I'm 300 pounds. I'm like, hell no. When you're there, like, I'm cheering you on. Like, I'm yeah. like, fuck you, yeah, that person's in the gym. Yeah, like, that's, exactly, that's how we are. And when I started going, I was under the impression that every, people like us were all assholes. So I stayed away from them. Um, and then at some point during my, you know, early 20s, the biggest guy in my gym, I started talking. He gave me a tip. Actually, this is funny. I didn't understand like on incline press, I could kick the weights up using my knees. Um, so he, he saw me like, like, yeah, he saw me like struggling to get the forties up like this. Um, and he's like, Hey man, um, let me, let me, let me give you a tip. He helped me out. And I'm like, Oh shit. You know? Okay, cool. So that's kind of when I understood like, Hey, like most of us are cool and we're respectful and we understand like if you see a bigger guy at the gym, you have to understand or a girl we didn't start like this. We were in your shoes. So I love it. There's this kid at my gym in Owensboro. I, this kid's the goat. This kid is 16 years old. He comes in, he puts his headphones on. He doesn't talk to anybody and he just works hard. And if I'm not watching it, this kid will outwork me. So I'm in the gym. And this 16 year old kid is working circles around everybody in there. And I'm like, shit, like I got to raise my level today. Is he, 
doing the poundage I am? No, but he's working just as hard as I am. And I love seeing that shit. That is so cool. So when I see a kid like that or anybody like that, I at my stage now, I'm one of the bigger guys in any gym I'm going to go to. I always make an, a, a point between their sets to go over and be like, hey, man, I see you working hard. You're, you're killing it today. Um, because if somebody did that to me when I was that age, like me, I would be like, wow, holy shit, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, because it means a lot, man. It's what keeps people going. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was at the gym and people ask me for advice or, you know, I'll see them struggling with something. I'm always one to go up there and be like, hey, man, if you do this like this or something, you feel it more like this. Like, what's a set, simple trick? Like, you know, when you're curling and you push, pull your pinky in towards your bicep at the top of the rep, yep. how that hits more the bicep peak. I, I used to show like young kids that all the time. They wanted to grow their biceps. And they're like, wow, now I actually feel it. And like all, almost all they'd be doing is that. And then the, they, the biceps would grow tremendously. And they're just like, you can tell they're excited to be at the gym because they like are doing something correct. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, but yeah, just, just, un, you know, I, I, I know I got, I got a little, I got a little, a uh, little sappy there, but like we are, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably pretty serious about bodybuilding. I don't know anybody who is listening to this podcast who isn't. Um, you know, if you have mental health issues, kind of, you know, it's okay to lean on other people in this community, guys. You can mess, you can DM me anytime you guys want. I, even if you don't know me, if you're having issues with shit like that, I'll talk to you. I'll listen. Um, and if you don't have mental health issues and you're in this community just be kind and be cool to everybody because you never know what some of us are going through. Um, I tried to put out an image of, Ooh, I'm big and I'm tough, but sometimes I, it, it's not true. Obviously I'm not, actually, I'm not tough at all. If anybody wants to fight me, you could probably kick my ass. Um, but we all knew that. Oh, it's okay. What? But I've got crazy <laughs> eyes. I've got crazy eyes. So just, I'm just saying, I haven't been in a fight. I'll tell you when I was in my last fight. Do you want to know when that was the year? was 1992. Most of you weren't even born, but this kid, I was born. <laughs> this, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the kind of guy I am. This kid named Derek, and I do remember his name. This kid named Derek tried to take my girlfriend. We were in preschool, tried to take her. He's like, oh, she's my girlfriend now. Her name was Elizabeth. Shout out to you, Elizabeth. I don't know <laughs> where you went. Um, you know what I did to Derek? I walked up to him the day before graduation. You know what I did? I punched him right in the face right in the face and I broke his nose and I didn't get to walk at my preschool graduation. And I think Elizabeth broke up with me. I don't really know what happened there, but if you're listening to this, Derek, uh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Derek, Elizabeth. I'm still single. Uh, I love you. I don't know. Sure. Why not? Anyways, let's continue. Story, yeah, fuck uh, you, Derek. Welcome guys. <laughs> So we, we kind of started to get into to self-image issues. And the specific question I got was self-image issues during the off-season. Um, and this does tie into mental health because self-image is very difficult. It's very difficult to have a positive self-image and do this sport because, like Tyler said, you're never big enough or, you know, you're never lean enough. So yeah. when you go into the off-season, you have got to understand that – you're going to put on some body fat. It's just going to happen if you're doing a real off season. Yeah, you you have to to grow. And I, I have to speak to a lot of people like this. Like, so I do a lot of people coming out of competitions and I do it very well. Uh, if you ever struggling, come out of competition, holler at me because I promise you that it'll be a good experience. But it's hard. 
because you're going from the best that you have ever looked in your life to you're going to a point where most people never reach and then you have to go back to a healthy body fat in order to get the results to improve yeah um it's not healthy to stay at those low body fats it's not normal it's only for show you are only doing that to get up on stage for literally like 20 to 30 seconds sometimes yeah <laughs> that's it and then after that it's it's not sustainable no pros sustain that like i promise you like they're they're I mean, Keon just made his podcast where he's eating Chipotle every damn day and burgers every day. But I tell people, like, none of you are Keon, so just understand that. <laughs> but you have to gain the body fat, and it doesn't have to be sloppy. You shouldn't be putting on 40, 50 pounds after stage. Uh, you know, I tell people that 10 or 10 to 20 is normally fine to start, maintain that for a while and then push some size afterwards because uh, you have to get your body back in a good spot. Um, and your body is susceptible in off season, like right after show to gain fat. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind. Like right now I was actually, I woke up the other day, man. And I, I got up to like 195. I'm five, four, keep in mind. So that's pretty large for me. Yeah, That's beefy. Uh, and I'm pretty, still pretty lean, but I feel, I'm like, I'm look like a fat, cow <laughs> you know i'm like god i'm struggling to breathe like shit like that but to any other person they'd be like wow you're really in shape <laughs> you know yeah, yeah yeah that's uh something that i and, and i got this question this was a younger guy who asked this question um i think i and i feel like i shit on instagram every podcast but i'm not shitting on instagram i like instagram but these fitness pro you know IFBB pros don't do this, um, but a lot of the fitness personalities, you know, they take a million pictures when they're lean. And then in order to sell the brand or sell products, they portray themselves as being that lean year round. Um, they're not. They're lying to you guys. Um, and I think it's easy for younger people to be susceptible to believing that. And you guys have to understand, um, like Tyler said, we're not it's not healthy to be four or 5% body fat year round. It's not healthy to be that period, but we do it just to get on stage. Um, so you have to understand, follow people on Instagram who keep it real with you. Um, don't follow these fake ass dudes and chicks who are portraying themselves as something they're not just to sell you a fucking booty band. Um, that's garbage. You know, I, I still post on Instagram my off season um, I think I'm, I'm like you right now. I'm about two 13 in the morning and I think I look like a fat fucking cow right now. I don't like, I look pretty good, but that's the thing, man. you go to anywhere that's, you know, you go to a Walmart, you go to, uh, the mall, you're going to be one of the most in shape people there. People are gonna be like, wow, they're going to look at you as you walk by, but it's, it's in your mind that you're so used to being stage lean that it's like, it's rough. Dude, I don't even look at I don't look at pictures from like three weeks in. Like I don't do that when I'm in the off season. I don't even look at those pictures. Don't even want to do it. <laughs> like I posted, I, I posted up my uh, my pictures at like 192. Yeah, yeah, I thought and you were good. Most people complimented that, dude, and that was great. But uh, I had like one guy that was like, "Wow, Tyler got fat," <laughs> and I was like. And it was like some dude that doesn't matter at all. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
sucks, but it was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, this guy, this guy doesn't even really compete. He's kind of just like a, a random ass dude, but uh, it's still, it's like you're people were think that staying lean year round is like possible. And you shouldn't, first of all, you need to improve. Like if you want to step on a stage the next time, you're going to have to grow. That's for men, women, everybody. Yeah. And it's going to take being a little bit uncomfortable, but most people that are in this sport that actually know a damn understand what you're doing. Yeah. Like I, I respect the people that, you know, get up to 240 and then cut, have to cut back down to 205 because yep. they know it's necessary. Yeah, you got that. In order to, for me, this again, this is going to go into patience and kind of deferred gratification, which are king in this sport. Um, I always like the next time I compete is going to be, you know, late spring, early summer next year. So every day, like if I'm feeling down about the way I look, I have that image of how I want to look, you know, in the middle of 2021 on stage. And I know in order to look like that image I want, that actualization of what I want. I've got to eat. I've got to put weight on. I've got to lift heavy. I just, I can visualize what I want in order to get there. I have to be uncomfortable. So if you are having a difficult time in the off season, kind of go back and try to see it, you know, visualize like, what do I want to look like when I step on stage again? What improvements do I want to make? Okay. I have to look like this to, to get there. Yeah. I, I wish a lot of people like I, I know you're open with how you're you're looking the off season. I try to do the same thing, especially since I coach so many people. I want people to see like what it actually looks like. Yeah. Um I've noticed the the people that try to say anything about anybody the off season have never really done the hard work in the off season, so they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Uh and you have to remember with the sport, some people's opinions just don't matter. Yep. They they it, it'll always be like 260 pound Ricky that goes to gym who like wears the same cutoff every day and wears a bandana. And he's like, well, Kyle, he used to look like this. And now, you know, he's getting kind of out of shape. It'll be like, what? And it's always somebody that doesn't matter voicing their opinion. So anybody has anything to say that's not an actual bodybuilder in the bodybuilding community. Don't, don't worry about it. People are very uneducated when it comes to this sport in every way possible. Yeah. Uh, they have no idea what's going on. And it's hard to explain it to anybody. So uh, off season, if you're doing it right, you'll get compliments from the right people. Like I will always comment on people's posts in the off season and be like, damn bro, looking good because they are. Yeah. They're doing what it takes. And I'm like, holy shit, that person grew. They look like a tank. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what you want. You want to look like a massive bowling ball of a person. Yeah, that's what me and me and all, you know, we had Austin Brown on the podcast, but he and I every day in the offseason are like when we post up, we're like, bro, you're looking thick, looking massive. Like that's help. That's helpful because it's like you're like, ah, like I don't look like uh, just a shredded, just monster, low body fat, you know, show ready bodybuilder. But other people in the know are saying, OK, you, you look like you're improving. You, you're not. Yeah. You know, that's all all the offseason is for, guys. It's for improving. That's all it's for. I'm very honest with my guys, too. Like, I coach a ton of people that are offseason right now, and they're planning on competing in the spring, and they all are massive. Yeah. But if they are starting to get too soft or too fat, I straight up say, you're getting a little soft. Let's fix it. Yeah. And you know what? They trust me, but 
I, I'm very honest with people. If I think you're fucking up a little too much, you're going a little bit off on the free meals or eating a little bit too much extra sweets, I'll straight up tell you. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where good, having a coach in the off season is kind of important because it kind of lets you stay in good shape. Like I, I, like I said, I go to Andrew Vu for coaching right now. And I mean, I'll, I'll send him a check in. He'll literally be like, you're looking a little soft today. Like we need to up the cardio. And I'm like, I fucking appreciate that, man. Like, that's the stuff I need to hear. Like I'll, I'll boost up my cardio a little bit and I'll push it. Let me know DoorDash that Dairy Queen next week, fatty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, that's the stuff you need. You need somebody to be honest with you. Uh, and as long as that person that you are paying or you rely on, like even if it's just a friend of you, you can't afford a coach, ask somebody that you trust that's your friend. Send them pictures every now and then. People send me fucking pictures all the time that I don't coach. And they're like, what do you think about this right now? And I'll be straight up with them. I'll be like, your back looks like shit. Like, you know, like you you need to grow your quads. And you know what? They'll straight up be like, thanks, Tyler. I appreciate it. Yep. People at message me, though, because I'm honest with them. You need yeah. to find somebody honest with you, listen to their opinion, and go from there. Yeah. I message people and I've been like, hey, bro, why the fuck did you gain 40 pounds? That wasn't very smart. And they're like, hey, man, I appreciate that. Thanks. I'm going to clean it up a little bit. They take it like that and then they clean it up. Yeah. Yeah, just the same same thing. There's a there's a guy, an older bodybuilder I know, um, at one of my gyms, and this guy's awesome. His name's Carl. He's he's not listening to this. You know, Carl. Carl's yeah. the girl. So when I first got to know Carl, I was like, man, this guy's this guy's kind of a dick because he would like he would never say anything nice about me. And I was like, it was a while ago. I, I shouldn't have expected it. Um, but I got my first compliment from Carl like close to my last show. He was like, man you really been working hard and your legs are looking a lot better and holy shit, like getting a compliment from a guy who is that honest and doesn't just, you know, shower you with compliments. That was the biggest thing ever for me. I was like, holy shit. Like I must look good. Carl gave me a compliment. Um, find somebody like Carl who yeah. just, just saves his compliments. Just that's what you need. Yeah. That's like people you ask me, I hardly give compliments really to my, my people on, through email but if it's well earned i'll be like damn bro you fucking look great right now it's the best you've ever looked nope. i go a long way but you got to earn that shit yep. like if you're doing some stupid shit i'll be like hey you need to stop eating fucking three cheat meals a week you definitely don't need to be doing that i don't give a shit like you know like but like you said carl's super honest but you know like um i rely on people like you and uh people like uh eli coffee's one that's always honest with me uh Laura is even very honest with me. John House is honest with me. Like I'll send him my picture sometimes. Yes, he's an honest man right there. That's a super. Yeah, John, listen, John, you should listen to our podcast. We love you. Yeah, John will straight up be like, I'll send him my pictures, and he'll be like, Well, at least your quads look match your upper body now, like shit like that. And I'm like, That's what I wanted, man. Like, thanks. He'll pinpoint everything that I've been working on. He'll tell me stuff that I didn't even see with myself, which I'm yeah. like, Okay, cool. Uh, and he'll be like, I think you need to work on this a little bit more. But, you know, I coach John. I do the same for him. Like, I'm like, well, at least your back looks a little bit bigger now. Like, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, you need people like that in your life. And find those friends, especially with bodybuilding, and rely on them because that's going to be what makes you better. Yeah. Don't go to the people that coddle you. Don't ask your mom how you look because your mom's <laughs> going your mom's gonna to be like, oh, you looked amazing. You are fucking Greek god. But <laughs> – your friends are going to say you got small arms and you got small shoulders and you have small quads. And that's yeah. what you hear. According to my mom, I am better than Chris Bumstead right now. Um, 
Your mom is faint. Thank you, mom. Thank you so much. Well, I think she thinks I'm better looking than Chris, too. What? Come on, mom. Be honest. So, yeah, don't go to your mom. Your mom's going to lie to you. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're, we're going to move on. We're going to we got time for one more. Let's do. Let's do dealing with family and prep, because uh, this is a good one. Um, you know, I, I I feel like this is a little different, but, but depending on your family situation, um, I'm not married. I don't have kids. I, my family, when I think about my family, it's my mom, my dad, my sisters, um, and my niece and nephew and my brother-in-laws. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we, I kind of touched on this earlier when you're in prep, you need to be hyper aware of your feelings, your emotions. Um, and you need to not use prep as an excuse to be an asshole to other people, especially the people you love. Um, these people are likely supporting you and they don't have to do that. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever, you know, any listeners have, you know, have a significant other or someone who's, you know, been a bodybuilder or a serious bodybuilder. We are very selfish, especially in prep. It's I'm sure it's hard as hell to support us. I I've never had a family member or significant other do this, um, but I'm always very aware of how like kind of selfish that you have to be when you're especially close to a show. So uh, to me, the number one thing is, be gracious that these people are supporting you um, and just kind of do things, do little things for them, say little things for them. You know, with my mom, my mom's like my best. I'm a mama's boy. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Um, I'm always thankful for her. She'll do little things for me when I'm deep in prep. She'll go to the grocery store for me, do little things that help immensely. And I am always just, if I ever turn pro, the first person I will find is my mother and I will hug the shit out of my mother and thank her. Um, so just be grateful for those people who support you. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that's the big thing is you need to realize like your family is going to be the only ones that are there that truly care. Like I I've coached a lot of people and I see their family there and their family's ecstatic at how far they've come. And like, even if they treat them like shit, they're still there to be like, Hey, like cheering them on. And my big thing is like, so my last prep, I had just bought a house and I was just moving in. Like, so my mom and dad, board mode. my mom and dad wanted to come over all the time and they wanted to help rearrange stuff or help unpack things. And I was prep, you know, and I was like four weeks out and I was feeling pretty shitty. Uh, and what I realized and what I realize now and I always tell people is don't be afraid to tell people how you're feeling and apologize ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Like make because nobody unless they've done this really understands. So your family has not done bodybuilding competitions, most likely. So they don't get what it's like to feel hungry and tired and, you know, sore and irritable. They just don't get why you feel like that. So you just have to be like. I would tell my parents, I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm feeling kind of kind of low energy right now and irritable. So I'd really appreciate if you guys would go home. Yeah. And they were like, thank you for telling us. We'll go ahead and go right now. And I'm like, cool. Uh, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, and that, that was simple as that. But when I did my first prep, I let all my emotions get to me. I'd be like, oh, God, can you guys stop talking to me now? Like, God. Like stuff like that, or like we go. I remember I got free meals in that prep, the first one I ever did, like for the first few weeks. 
and I'd be so hungry when we went out. I'd be like, "Oh my god, are you gonna bring our food yet?" Like I'd be like pissed at shit. I'm gonna get I three ate. appetizers, mom. Jeez. Yeah, I'd be like, "Why oh, we do? I need three appetizers, two entrees." Like, and I'd be mad as hell until I got that food in my system, and all of a sudden I'd like calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I and I don't know. I I haven't actually when I in my men's physique days I did have uh, a girlfriend that tells you how long ago that was, um, but when you know also dealing with like significant others um, it depends on whether your partner is into bodybuilding or not. Um, back then for me she really wasn't like she went to the gym but she was kind supportive. Um, yeah. I don't want to talk about her. I'm going to get sad again and not do a podcast next week, but you can tell us like, you know, about being as Laura's into this, you know, she's going to, yeah. what, what, are you, what are you going to do? Before. And I mean, her last competition she did, she had a very poor because of her relationship. Yeah. And I mean, she'll tell you like, I won't talk much about it, but you know, the person would bring home like free meal and, she'd not be able to eat. And then she'd be like, can you please not eat that in front of me? Like, I'd really appreciate it. And the person just wasn't respectful towards that. And Laura gets what I do. She gets how serious, like I'm like 90% year round. That's just how I am. I sometimes more. Yeah. So I stay pretty consistent and she's okay with that. Like she, she appreciates it. Uh, she knows how bad I want in something and how bad I like to do this to make sure my clients get better. Like this is my career in a way. So she gets it and I really appreciate that. So what we've planned on doing and what I would suggest for people that are impressed with their significant other is if you guys can do it together, go ahead. For some people that works, like I know Caleb Ferry and his wife, Violet, like they've done a preps together before and they're just like, well, we're both tired and we just do it. Right. You know? yeah. And some people it does, but what we planned on for us next year is like, she'll likely do her show first. And then whenever she's done with her show, hopefully I will pick one that's like eight weeks out from there. So as it's coming out, I'm going into the hard part. Yeah, that's good. So I can pick up the slack as far as like, you know, letting the dogs out and stuff like that, that just becomes like a tedious, rough task when you're in prep. Yeah. And we can kind of switch off. That's but uh, she gets it, man. that's the thing. She gets it a lot. So I think it'll be a lot better for me to prep this time and, we tend to stay away from each other, honestly, the majority of the day until like eight, eight o'clock at night when we meet up and hang out because we're both working. Yeah. So what would you say? Uh, so do you hang out with your parents at all when you're in prep or do you kind of tell them like, Hey, sorry, like I can't really, I, you know, I still, I hang out with my mom. Um, and I, it's big for me to go and visit my niece and nephew. They're, uh, four and a half and three. So like, you know, they're cool as shit because they're just fun to be around. And it doesn't matter if I'm in off season or prep. Like I'm always going to make a point to see those people because they're important to me. Um, and even if you know how serious I am about this, like yeah. I'm way, I'm probably too serious about this to be honest, but even, you know, like I'm in my off season yesterday. Um, I worked all day, you know, until six and my family was having a little get together, but I had to get to the gym too. Um, it wasn't my uh, rest day for me. So, you know, I went and stopped by my sister's house. I hung out with my niece and nephew. I, you know, I body slammed them into their bouncy house, which of course they love. And then I went and hit biceps. So it's just, again, it comes into what we were talking about earlier about making time uh, for the people you care about. Like yeah. bodybuilding is, 
more important to me than just about everyone on the planet at this point. Um, but I'm not going to say, you know, tell my little niece and nephew, like, no, I can't come over and see you guys. I got to go lift arms. I'm going to make it happen. Um, yeah, I think what you're doing is like, so you can't be mean to your niece and nephew. So, I mean, no, like, what the hell? What am I going to do? So I think you need to surround yourself with people that like you can't be mean to. Yeah. The people would come over to my house and I would prep, understood it, but it was like some of my great friends. So, you know, they understood. I'd be like, man, I'm tired as hell. And they'd be like, I get it. I understand, bro. And they'd be like, we would do things that they knew I could do. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. Like, my, my buddy Brad invited me out to go see Lion King when I was like three weeks out and I fell asleep during it, but it still got me to do something, you know, but yeah. I kind of, people understand a lot with me. Uh, I like to not be around anybody Yeah. when it gets to like three or four weeks out. I'll straight up tell like my friends like, Hey, sorry. Like, uh, I'm this close to competition. So I'm just not feeling too good right now. And I'll be glad to hang out after. Yeah. And most people, you just be honest with them like that. They get it. But you can't like seclude yourself and not let people know what's going on. Uh, the more open you are about how you're feeling and what's going on with your prep, the more people understand. You just got to kind of give them an idea. Because like I said, nobody really knows or understands. Like I, I can't tell my grandma or your grandpa like, sorry, guys, been prep. I can't hang out right now and that's it. You got to be like, Hey, like this is kind of the part of prep where uh, it gets really hard and I just have low energy and I'm kind of irritable and I'm kind of hungry. So I think it'd be best for me just to kind of be by myself for the next three weeks. Yeah. I'd rather hear that from somebody if I didn't know about it than just like nothing at all. Right. Nothing at all or being a jerk. No point to that. Yeah. But, but yeah. uh, What'd you say? Uh, yeah, just, you know, I guess the the biggest thing we have kind of touched on is just being being honest um, and being gracious that they do support you, I think. is it, I, That's whether it's your immediate family, your friends, your significant other, you know, just and surround yourself with good people. Obviously, you can't choose your family. Um, you can choose your friends. You can choose your significant other. And if you are serious about this sport, your friends and your significant other have to understand what it takes to be good at this sport. And if they don't, they're going to kind of impede your process, your progress. But it's going to go back to this. And I always say this, if you choose to do bodybuilding, it's a, it's a privilege. Yeah. Yep. This is a true privilege. You know, there's people in other countries, of course, that don't fucking have food or water. And we literally are in a sport where you are in a structured diet and you are, have the privilege of eating so much food to cut weight to show off your muscle. Right, right. So, and you choose to do this. Yeah. That's number one. You are choosing to do this competition. It's nobody else's fault. You can quit it anytime you want. Yeah. So, think about that anytime you decide, like, I'm going to be an asshole or I'm going to lash out or I'm going to let my emotions out on anybody because you chose to do a bodybuilding competition you knew it was going to be hard. You knew the work it was going to take and your family or friends shouldn't have to suffer because you decided to do it. Yeah. If your emotions are getting the best of you, put your headphones on, uh, search for my chemical romance and blast. I'm not okay. And then three minutes and 30 seconds later, take them off and stop being a dickhead. Yeah. 
anything that works like that. Uh, oh, if you have kids. Kids, I, I don't have, neither of us have kids. So I, I, okay, so I have a lot of clients that have kids, but if you've got kids, let them eat what they want to eat. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like I've seen so many people that are like, well, I'm on a diet and do this bodybuilding competition. So we're not keeping any, any snacks in the house and we're only going to eat chicken and rice. And I'm like, what? that's fucked up y'all. That's a thing. People do that. Yeah. I've seen that shit, bro, because they can't, they don't have discipline. If you don't have discipline to be a bodybuilder, don't let your kids suffer. Like just don't do this at all because that's ridiculous. Like your kids should be able to eat the, the foods they enjoy and not have to go through prep with you. I might look, my mind is blown. I'm thinking about being like eight years old and not being able to eat like Dunkaroos or like a fucking fruit roll up. I'd be pissed. I've known people where they've been like, they make their kids only eat chicken and rice and like what they eat for, for their prep. And, and some people it's like, they can't afford the sport. So they're like, well, our kid's going to eat what we do. And I'm like, that's weird. What? Like, yeah. If you can't buy your kids food because you're doing a bodybuilding prep, like you should not be doing this. That's weird. <laughs> my, I'm mortified. My, my, I'm mortified right now. Yeah. You'd be surprised, bro. I've heard some crazy shit, but uh, yeah, make sure your kids still have food. If you cannot stay away from fucking candy bars and their pretzels and chips, then you shouldn't be a bodybuilder. You're not built for this shit. You're not. You should just quit and take up powerlifting or cycling or something like that. Right. My God. I'm I'm sorry, guys. You can't see my facial reactions right now, but I'm 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 mortified. Yeah, so am I, dude. I was dumbfounded when I heard shit like that. I was like, oh, you make your <laughs> child eat chicken breasts. How's that child going to grow up and ever be a bodybuilder if they're already thrown off of chicken and rice at the age of eight? Yeah. On the other hand, if your kid decides they want to eat like that, go ahead and let them. That's uh, cool. Yeah. You know, like Arturo, his his kids all play soccer, and he was like, they all all the his little girl wants to eat his chicken and rice. Right. There you go. She she wants to be like him, and I think that's cool. But you know, they still get pizza for them every Tuesday, and you know, Arturo would send me the pictures of the pizza, and he's like, "These damn kids!" <laughs> but you know, he's not bitching about it or eating the pizza. He's, yeah. not, he's not letting them like he's not making sure they can't eat pizza because he's in prep. Like that's just weird. That's where it gets unhealthy. Yeah, you know, Ju uh, Justin Peck. He he's got kids, and he's always you know he's like posting pics of what his kids get to eat versus him. So I that's I great. guess. I, love I, guess that. I just thought that that's what every I I thought that's what everybody did. I didn't know there were actually guys and girls who like made their kids eat their diet food. I'm my mind is blown. Dude, yeah, you'd be surprised. I've had it a few times. I don't coach the people anymore, uh, <laughs> right. which I'm like they're like I don't coach them, but uh, it, it, it's strange. I, I've seen that before, and I, I very much like I I personally when I have kids, like I'm gonna let them eat how I did when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, if they want to learn more about diets and stuff like that, of course I will like instill some knowledge on them whenever they want to play sports or something like that. Like, Hey, you should probably eat before your game or eat the night before to have more energy. Like, yeah, I, I will instill some knowledge like that, but I overall think kids should not have to diet with you. If you are doing a bodybuilding competition, I think that's just out of line. Yeah. Retweet. That's crazy to me that anyone would ever do that. My God. Can you imagine being like a, a five-year-old kid and you're like, all your parents take all the snacks out while they're in bodybuilding prep. And you like, you come to know that bodybuilding prep is like a horrible experience for like oh. you're basically fasting from snacks for four months. 
that's uh, like afterwards like <laughs> they're all of a sudden like have them back in the house you're like oh man yeah and then the kid's gonna eat all of them and blow up i'm sure yeah the, can you imagine like the eating disorder that comes from that no i can't yeah, I was, some mental repercussions like that has to be like not good i did not grow my parents were not bodybuilders i drank six cokes a day and ate big macs because i was a small child but yeah. that was me too Kind of goes back to the remember when you told you said you ate McDonald's every night uh, at some Murray State. I did the same thing to grow. Like I would eat five meals a day, and then we would go to McDonald's every night, and I'd get like a twenty-piece McNugget, yeah. two chickens, and uh, a large fries every single night. Sometimes, and dude, I grew. I fucking grew. Oh, yeah, dude, oh, yeah. I literally, I'm I'm ashamed to even even admit this, but. After our workouts, me and a couple of my buddies, and keep in mind, I weighed 120 pounds at this point. Um, I would, there were days I'd get three Big Macs, three and a large fry. Uh, it worked. Yeah, it worked, man. That's the thing. I would do the same thing. I remember uh, I got up to 130 pounds. And I remember people were like, damn, bro, you getting swole. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing a medium shirt now. Dude, did you start? What shirt size did you start at? I think about this all the time. I started, I literally in high school at the age of 17, I wore extra smalls. Oh, yeah, I did too. I think I wore youth large. Oh, man. <laughs> Not anymore. Now we're beefcakes. Like, I remember uh, I would buy like the um, Abercrombie. Oh, dude, I, I loved Abercrombie. Come on, Abercrombie, bro. I wore a medium in because they were made so tight. So I thought yeah. I was fucking cool as shit. Like, I'd only buy Abercrombie because I wore, like, bigger sizes. In dude, it. they did that on purpose. You know that, right? Yeah, of course. I, felt because it small. I remember I was, like, an extra large in Abercrombie at one point. I was like, yeah, I'm big as shit. I'm fucking huge right now. An extra large in Abercrombie is, like, a medium. 3XL and Gymshark. <laughs> yeah. Do you wow. know Gymshark makes men's clothing? Really? Yeah, I always say that. Brad Murphy wears it and I always fuck with him. I'm like, Brad, I didn't know they made uh, clothes for men. <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I'm in two X's now. Two X's. I'm, I've graduated. I'm pretty. I'm happy right now. I'm at two XL. I, I can wear a two X, but it's long on me. Well, right. So, I mean, like, I, I tend to go with XLs because they still fit my arms, but they're not, like, down to my knees. Yeah, dude, you know what you can do? You know how the chicks do that, like, tie-up thing? You could do that with two XLs. You could, like, start a men's trend. Yeah, I mean, imagine people would really be down with that. They'd be like, oh, Tyler, the guy that wears blouses. Like, You're not seeing anybody anyway. <laughs> You're just in your gym. Like, what's Laura going to say? You know, she's going to be like, damn, bro, that's cool as shit. That'd be funny as hell. I think I'm, I'm really attracted to you and you're tied up. Do-rags and uh, tied-up. 2XL shirts. You know what I'm going to do when I'm in shape next? And I've thought about this. This is premeditated. I'm going to start wearing crop tops to the gym. I don't care. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean, like, you see those old pictures like Arnold and shit in the day. And honestly, <laughs> we're doing that. Yeah. Ar Arnold and, and even, like, Carl Weathers from the Rocky films, he was notorious yeah. for crushing some crop tops. I'm, I'm only going to wear them when I'm, like, lean and, like, have abs, though. I'm not wearing them right now. I look like I have a muffin top, so it's not happening. Yeah. So they were like, I'm gonna look like a redneck with a beer goat and <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> What's your pre workout? Chewing tobacco, little backer. Meth. <laughs> hey, meth is. So uh, we're not gonna do politics, but speaking of that, oh my God, they literally decriminalized all drugs in Oregon. Did you see that? 
So like that's for possession, which I'm like, I think they're what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so people can uh they can send them to like rehab centers rather than to jails, yeah. which I agree with because that saves a lot of taxpayer money. For sure. Uh, send them to rehabs. Uh they're still it's still legal to sell them, of course. I feel like people are like thinking, like, oh yeah, you can just go ahead and go buy some heroin. <laughs> people are gonna do that regardless, man. If they want heroin, they're gonna go find some heroin. So you decriminalize it and then you allow them to go to like rehab centers, which I think is what they should do anyway. Uh, you know, you're putting them in a jail and then they could get out like a week later. And you know what the first thing they go do is they go find some heroin. Yes. So you put them in a rehab center and you get them off the fucking shit. Rehabilitate. Don't punish. Yeah. And that's what they do. And like, I think it's in Sweden. Uh, Cause they have a really good like healthcare and like uh, how their prisons and everything work there. Cause they try to rehabilitate and they make people like go to school while they're in prison and shit like that, which I think is really smart. Um, I don't see why we don't do stuff like that, but I think we're too far gone with how things are to kind of change. Yeah. Uh, My question, what really matters is, do you think that you can actually have the original jacked uh, from 2010 in, in Portland, Oregon right now? Do you remember that? Did you ever take that? Or Yeah, I did, man. And like, uh, what's it it was it was wild uh i think uh there was quite a few pre-workouts that still had it in it afterwards around yeah. that time but they just didn't say it like uh i don't know if you ever tried the original muscle farm assault i remember that yep okay so i tried that shit one time and i was taking it and then i got some tub and i remember i could fucking like feel sounds yeah, yeah. i was at the gym and like every sound that was just like vibrating through my body and i went and like puked it out my nose in the bathroom and i was like i gotta go home i gotta go back to the dorm i can't be here right now so the, like second or third time i took the original jacked i was driving home from the gym and i literally had to pull over because i just fucking vomited you remember uh boston lloyd's pre-workout oh my god yeah that's a uh, death freak talk. juice bro <laughs> freak juice Called freak juice it had like eca stack in it um i mean it was it and it had like 400 milligrams of caffeine i remember taking that shit bro and i wouldn't even take it to work out i would take it to go to work yeah yeah and uh i was like you know i worked at a supplement and smoothie shop bro i'd be making smoothies while i'd be like yelling at somebody across the store like i'd be like yeah man you need to get that pre-workout not that one the one to the left one more one more to the left like shit like that and they'd be like buying supplements while i'm making a smoothie for another person i'm like talking in tongues like, <laughs> crazy. Free juice. so yeah. focused right now yeah well, that, hey. that wasn't anymore he also made his a uh, fat burner it was called cracked <laughs> <laughs> boston lloyd's a, a real stand-up guy that old that old boston lloyd <laughs> Don't we told you guys to YouTube Evan Sintapani and Animal? Don't YouTube Boston Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually do it for fun. You're right. Honestly, like my dream is to like one day I feel like I'm gonna get called out by Boston Lloyd and I'm be like, God damn it! Hey, you've arrived. If you do yeah. that, you've arrived. Yeah, it's like you know, getting called out by Boston Lloyd, you become famous. <laughs> yep. Like <laughs> he'll really go in on you too. Like it's pretty intense. Do you remember when he posted all of like AJ Sims? Uh, oh yeah, who, like he was going in on him. Jesus, AJ Sims is like literally one of the. Pro he's probably a top five coach at this point. But yeah, Boston Lloyd went in. <laughs> yeah, AJ Sims is ridiculous though, man. He's the one that he he like makes you count your salt. Yeah, yeah. And he's the one known for making you drink like vodka and red wine together before show, which 
in some cases you could die. But uh, like, if athletes, they look great. Yeah, he's got some good ones. Can't lie about that. Yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, you got anything good good going on this week? Anything cool? What is this week? Uh, where our stair mail hopefully comes in this week. Wow. And then uh, not really, man. I, I, we're chilling. We're waiting to go on vacation. So. Oh, I'm nice. We need to. We're about to get out of here and go to Dominican Republic and sit in the sun for five days. So, wow, that sounds terrible. Yeah, if you want me to pack you in my suitcase and we can just surprise Laura and be like, oh, there's Kyle. Yeah, I'm going to find a Dominicano wellness chick down there and uh, I might stay. Her name might be Cootie. It's, it, I don't care what her name is. If she okay. has that Dominican build, just mm, the curvaceous, bodacious, I'm into it. Go out there, bro. I heard that place is super sketchy. Like, I, like everybody I've talked to has been like, uh, be careful when you get there because you're going to feel like you're getting trafficked. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's Great. Talk. I don't. I don't know if anybody wants to buy you on the sex market, Tyler. Uh, hey man, you want short white door working <laughs> people? I mean, I go for a pretty penny. You know, it's it's quite a bit to get a dwarf like person like myself. That's so jacked. You you are very you're very distinct. You are very round and rotund and bald. <laughs> got big, big shoulders. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would. They would love to traffic me because shave me, man. My legs would look so good. Yeah. I'd be they'd pissed be, if they didn't want to traffic me. They can tell you as a woman too. Like if they really exactly. wanted you to be, like, I'd be so mad. Yeah, you're only, you're only trying to sell me for five hundred thousand dollars. Bullshit. Sell me for a million. I'm fine with it. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't want to get traffic. So we went ahead and set, like uh, we we scheduled a car to come pick us up from the airport because oh, nice. I've heard that if you go out there, the taxis like you'll get in the taxi and they'll surprise you. They'll take you to where you go and they'll be like five hundred dollars. <laughs> And you're like, whoa, dude, like, <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm good. I would rather not be in another country and then be like mad. So, uh, yeah, we're good. Taxi, like $500. And you're like, nah. And they're like, all right, then. And they start taking to somewhere else. Like, okay, we're going to take you to a landfill now. Bye. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Well, good. Well, I hope you, we, we, we need you to come back from the Dominican so we can do more podcasts, bro. Yeah, we'll have one next week for sure. You're down. For sure. I, you know what I got going on this week? I play video games. I love video games. And a new Assassin's Creed comes out on Tuesday. I'm so ready. Is that the one with the uh, Valhalla or whatever? Yeah, it's Viking shit, bro. Yeah, that's badass. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Xbox or a PS5, but I can't find one. Yeah, so. the Xbox, they're both done. If you haven't got one yet, you're going to have to wait probably till next year, which is fine. I, I didn't buy one yet because I'm still going to play the games on the Xbox. I'm probably going to have to go rob someone out of a, inside of a Target or something. But uh, we are kidnap their, them. But uh, they can play with me, you know. We'll just keep them yeah, here yeah. until I can find one myself. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get one. We'll figure yeah, it out. So that's it, guys. Um, again, like, if you, again, I'm going to touch on this again because it's important to me. If you guys are going through mental shit, mental health stuff, you can DM me, DM Tyler. He's a cool guy too. Um, yeah. just take, take care of it. It's it's very important. Reach out to somebody. Uh, there's there's so many people that I wish would reach out to others instead of you know feeling down and quitting the sport altogether. Or worse, so yep. always feel free to talk. Uh, yep. If I can't help you or Kyle can't help you. I've got a therapist that can help you, and I got a therapist that can send you to fifty other therapists if he doesn't work for you. If you so, have to go to the final boss therapist, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, like Mortal Kombat, there's like different levels. 
There's levels. There's levels to this mental illness shit, bro. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hope you have a good week. Peace out, y'all. All right, bro. See ya.